clear headspace, make sure that you feel really refreshed to be able to make those decisions that can ascend your business to the next level, right? And same thing is true with kids, right? I mean, how many times are we in a position where all of a sudden we're asked to make all these decisions and it's dinner time and we got to get everybody in the bath and it just feels really rushed? Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. We've put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 Lead Gen Strategies Checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners? Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. Today, we're hanging out with Allison Caffrey. She is an operations strategist and the founder of Operations Agency. She is a Digital Agency Show veteran. See episode 231 or episode 105. This makes three episodes where she's dropped major knowledge bombs. Uh, on our audience. She's also the author of The Sabbatical Method, How to Leverage Rest and Grow Your Business, which just sounds like something we have to talk about today, like leverage rest. It's like the antithesis of the hustle, hustle, hustle <laughs> until you burn out mindset that's out there. Uh, so she helps her biz- her clients build scalability, sustainability through operations. She's also a mom of two little boys under three and loves chatting about growing businesses and growing families. So Allison, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Brent. I'm pumped to be here. And hey, I don't know. I feel really honored that I'm a third time repeat guest here. <laughs> it's good. You're in an exclusive club. There's there's only a couple, a few maybe, <laughs> like three or four. We're over 300 episodes now. So, you know. Congrats. That's amazing. That's a few. It's a few, right? We just, we had like a 300th episode thing a little bit ago, but, um, but I want to get into this topic because I've, I've actually started seeing more I mean, I, I was introduced to this idea of uh, sabbatical through uh, Sean McCabe. He uh, had a blog um, called Seven Week Sabbatical. And, and it's, uh, it's something I started practicing a long time ago. I'm going to admit that I haven't been so great on taking my time off with their acquisition and stuff like that. But um, I've also been following some people that are... There was like a new Harvard study that recently came out on on the benefits of sabbaticals for companies with their employees and things like that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, like talk to me about this as kind of your ultimate challenge for your clients. What was the inspiration? Yeah, totally. So the inspiration ultimately was just taking a look at high performance and longevity, right? If you look at any high performing plan, if you want to summit Everest, if you want to run a Saharan desert marathon or even, you know, complete an Ironman, there are surely points of momentum and places where we need to max out and places where we really need to hustle and really show up and, and be ready to work. And also woven into those lovely, magnificent plans are times of strategic rest. And I think that as we start to you know create our business and we are in the hustle, hustle, work, work, do everything mindset, and then we start to aim to create an asset that can function independently of us, whether we want to create a business for longevity or for sale, we need to start to ask ourselves the question, 
can our business function without us? And my opinion is that the sabbatical is one of the best forcing functions to be able to answer that question accurately, right? So you can step out of the business for even if it's just an afternoon, (laughs) even if you don't feel like you can access a full-on sabbatical. Um, And really my inspiration for this was transparently having my two kiddos. Um, I was single and with no kids. My husband was in the military. I started my business and it was really fun and exciting because I could work whenever, wherever. And I felt like as a systems person, I probably should have had more things figured out when I took my first maternity leave. And I remember sitting in the hospital and I had my little kiddo on me at the time and I had just given birth and like every Everyone was so excited and my husband snapped a picture. And then probably 10 minutes later, the stuff that wasn't documented is that I was checking my email and I was responding to Slack messages for my team and I was answering client inquiries and things like that. And so I thought to myself, well, dang, this kind of sucks. And it was also really confronting because again, as the systems person, I was like, well, I probably should have had more things in place here. But I assumed, you know, like silly first time parents do, um, that not much is going to change after that happens. And so I leveraged the sabbatical method um, during my second um, maternity leave with my second son. And I've started doing so quarterly as well, just taking some time to break away from the business and really consider what does the next phase of this look like and what is my role in it. And I've also encouraged my number two, Lauren, on my leadership team to do the exact same thing. And it's led to breakthroughs for how we serve our clients. It's led to breakthroughs on how I'm involved in the business and the most value I bring to the table in terms of my involvement. And it's been a huge breakthrough for a lot of my clients as well who are really running businesses And they also want to invest in other areas of their life, whether it's their family, whether they're running multiple businesses, whether they're doing philanthropy, uh, philanthropy, excuse me, and just like being, uh, you know, involved in their communities. And it's just been a really, really cool experience to be able to serve people in this way. Yeah, that's that's so cool. (laughs) And I I can resonate as as a business owner. Like sometimes it is hard to unplug from you know, of the business 100%, even with like the best planning and the best team, because some of it's just habits, like checking in on things, keep an eye on Slack. You love it, right? I mean, it's you. It's like part of your identity, especially like when I was postpartum initially, I was like, this connects me to me. Mm. Like I was feeling so confused and I was like, what's the next phase of my life? And I was like, well, working feels comfortable, right? So I just worked. (laughs) I was Mm. like, I'm just going to do that. So it was interesting too to kind of confront that, well, what's important actually, right? At the end of the day, the important thing is that we want to make sure that we're there for the the moments that we can't get back with our family, with our friends, with our personal relationships, with ourselves, right? I mean, I think about some of the, the folks that I've talked with and I was approached by a client toward the end of last year who had hustled so hard in her business that she literally was diagnosed with advanced lipidemia and could not stand up from her chair. And she had to get her lymph, her lymphatic system drained. I think it was every three hours. And she was like, I have to take a medical sabbatical from my business. I have to. She's like, I don't have another option. And so I think when we think about sabbatical, we think about these two really radical options. We think of like Yvonne Chouinard from Patagonia, who like is the founder who famously takes this like six month sabbatical every single year. And you're like six month sabbatical. So that means he only works for six years, right? It feels unattainable. It implies access to resources, access to people and finances and all these things. And then we hear the other side of the coin, our sabbatical, we think of, well, it was forced, right? They hit a wall. They have a mental breakdown. They had a health breakdown. They had an emotional breakdown, whatever it might be, right? They were voluntold 
to take mm. off from their business, right? And so what about that middle part? What about that middle where we don't need access to a ton of resources and we can kind of like harness a method to implement rest into how we operate our business and how we function inside of it and kind of proactively keep ourselves away from that stick, right? The, the hitting the wall and being voluntold to leave our business for a period of time because we just can't handle the pace anymore. Yeah. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to let you know about a hosting platform that is giving digital agencies and creators around the world an edge when it comes to site speed, scalability, and profit. It's called Cloudways, and it's designed to create exceptional experiences for you and your clients that guarantees unmatched performance, reliability, and choice with 24-7 award-winning support. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. I sometimes wonder if it, it, this feels like such a, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's other cultures that have to strategically implement rest, but it does feel somewhat like an American problem. <laughs> like, you know, whenever I talk to one of my, my college roommate, he lives in France and he always like, you know, I'm always, he's like, oh, you should come over, you know, and hang out or whatever. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I got to like find the right time. He's like, dude, just come on. Like, just... You know, just come over. Like, what are you doing? What's so important? I'm like, oh, I got so much going with work. He's like, work? Come on. You know, right? So I don't know. We just land in the park and eat bad guys. What are you talking about? Yeah, right? Like, I don't, I'd say it's not that so much, but I, I do feel like it's like just hearing some of the phrases like strategically implementing rest. Like, I mean, I think it's, it is like trying to, at some level, like unravel this entrepreneurial capitalist culture that is, in our movies and in the mindset of like, I think a lot of the, like the immigrant mindset, like early US people coming over, mm -hmm. working hard, hustling, like the American dream, like all that kind of stuff. It just, it just seems like, like we have to balance that out and, and find time for ourselves. And it's hard. And I mean, I, I love that you're helping people to do this through your book and through better systems. I feel like that's going to help the logical people. Like, okay, if I take, you know, if I, if I prepare yeah, enough, like, for this. I can earn this <laughs> yeah. vacation, right? Six months of SOPs and I, I'm going to take that vacation, right? Yeah, I mean, so I love that you talked about kind of the cultural implications of this because I think as we grow up and we go to school and we kind of learn how to be a professional, right? We're taught that we need to make ourselves irreplaceable, right? To a company. And that's what we're taught. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves in the throes of entrepreneurship, right? I think none of us probably set out to run businesses. I know some people who are like, I was entrepreneurial since age three or whatever. That's surely not my story. I had a great skill set. And then folks asked me for that. I was freelancing. And then all of a sudden, I ran a business. And I know that that's probably true for a lot of the folks listening here. And I think that we need to kind of flip that script inside of our brains that if we are running a business, we need to try to build an asset that can function independently of ourselves, right? If we think about, you know, bringing a child into the world, right, for example, and I love like the connections between parenthood and running a business. It's just like my favorite thing ever. But, um, you know, you raise a child to become an adult, right? If your child is going to college or, you know, getting their first apartment and they're like, mom, I still need you to tie my shoes, then we have failed like fundamentally, right? And so why do we treat our businesses like that? 
Why do we handhold them through every single thing? I mean, the areas are gray. Don't get me wrong, right? When should we let our kid walk to the bus stop or home from school or any of those things, right? The areas are gray, but we need to be able to test those boundaries. And my opinion is that rest is a really great way to do that, right? You can come in with a clear mind, clear headspace, make sure that you feel really refreshed to be able to make those decisions that can ascend your business to the next level, right? And same thing is true with kids, right? I mean, how many times are we in a position where all of a sudden we're asked to make all these decisions and it's dinner time and we got to get everybody in the bath and it just feels really rushed. And so I think we recreate those types of momentum periods in our business as well. And it just kind of functions better with a little bit of a hard stop and say, okay, wait, what are we actually trying to accomplish here? And what is actually next? Yeah. How how would you, for our listeners that are in that hustle mindset and they feel like they can't take a vacation from their business, how would you define rest for somebody? Mm, great question. Yeah. So I have kind of three levels that I explain in the book. And honestly, um, I know this, especially for my solopreneurs, my folks with small teams, right? I mean, this is a lot, right? To ask you to take a day or two off of your business, you might be in a position where you're like, oh my gosh, if I take a day or two off, all it's going to do is make day number three <laughs> that much more challenging, right? So you're like, come on, Allison, what's going on here? I totally understand. And I've been in those positions as well in my own business. And what I talk about are kind of these three levels of just really quick mindset shifts, right? So you don't have to exit your business in order to access um, you know, strategic rest or the sabbatical method, right? Even just switching your brain from the doer to the assister, I think is a really helpful one, right? So saying, hey, listen, employee X or contractor Y, I need your help on this particular project. Here's how I would do it. Um, one of the things I'm a super huge fan of, which I'm sure I've shared on this podcast before and probably to your community a thousand times, is I love screencasting. I love showing results and showing how I would do something and then handing it over to the team and telling them to duplicate that result. It'll show them a couple of things. First and foremost, that your efforts can be duplicated, right? I love the whole you know entrepreneurial unicorn strategy, but a lot of the things that we do can be duplicated, not exactly the way that we want them, but they can be duplicated to the 80% point that will be effective. And the second thing is it'll show our team that we actually have trust in them, right? That we actually trust that they can get results on our behalf. And that will allow them to show up a little bit more confidently in their role and ascend to the next level as well. So even just that small mindset shift of, okay, I have a to-do list, change it to an assist list, Mm. right? Send it back to your team, tell them that they need to be doing it, and then just monitor that progress, right? And then clear up your headspace around, okay, How is the process looking here, right? What do we need to do to make sure that folks have what they need to be able to check these items off of my to-do list? And man, keep the things that are totally exciting to you. Don't assist everything, right? There are things that only you can do, like recording this podcast, right? I think it's a really fun thing to be able to show up meaningfully to the things that you really like doing, but also too, understanding that there are probably some things that could get off your plate. Yeah. So that's the moving from doer to assist. You said there's three Mm -hmm. levels of rest. So... Is that like mm-hmm. uh, uh, like resting in, in terms of... Like, Turning your brain off at different levels, yeah. right? So like we have the doer usually, right? And then we have the decider. Um, so we have... Those are kind of the two mindsets. What I want you to do is switch the doer to the assister yeah. and the decider to the coach, right? So that's level number two is the coach, right? We have... There are so many amazing coaches throughout history who have coached teams to create some amazing, amazing wins. And if you have an understanding of strategically what you're looking for and what plays those people can run, 
to be able to get the results on your behalf, right? This is kind of building on the assister um, kind of methodology is if you have a knowledge base, if you have some things that can back you, um, you can really take the coach perspective. So a lot of the founders that I've worked with through this method will log in with their teams, let's just say, and they'll meet with each of their individual teams. Maybe they have three meetings, maybe they have four meetings. They'll say, hey guys, this is what I'm looking for today. Run these specific plays. These things are priority. Hey, Ali, you need to work on this specific thing because, you know, you know, you're you're lacking in this area. So they can really just give high level direction instead of the step-by-step walkthrough, right? The assister, like I'm not actually passing the ball. I'm just telling you two how to pass the ball, right? Yeah. And then the final is the board member. Um, so this is the person who can actually come in at a quarterly basis and just make high level decisions and then feel like, um, you know, they can, you know, just kind of manage from afar. This is the Warren Buffett, right? This is the person who's managing the portfolio, and all of the things that are in front of him, instead of um, being in a position where we're kind of in the nitty gritty of decision making. Um, I talk a lot about this position in the book specifically because I think a lot of us feel like we can't access this level of distance from our business, right? We always feel like we're being pulled back in and pulled back in. And I'd like to challenge that we want to be pulled back in in a mm. little bit of a certain point. I think that a lot of us founders will jump into our project management tool or jump into Slack and be like, What's happening here? What's going on here? What's happening next? My opinion there is that we don't put the right things in front of us at the right time to be able to make the right decisions. So we feel like we're pulled back in, but really we just don't have enough information to satiate our appetite to be involved in our business. So these come in the forms of high-level reporting and scorecards and those types of things so that we understand exactly what is going on. We have a finger on the pulse of what's important, but we feel like we can access some rest point throughout um, the week or throughout the month or throughout the quarter. Yeah. Okay. I, I love that. So ascending ascending from that doer to the assistant or the assister, then, then you're kind of moving more into somebody who's making these decisions and now you're coaching your team on how to make those decisions to ultimately you're really just providing like some high level strategic advice. Like directionally, you're giving some feedback to the team. You're not even helping them to necessarily make those decisions and, and then and then you're able to kind of pull out of the day-to-day of the of the business it's kind of what I'm, I'm feeling from this mm-hmm. yeah it is a it's a constant refinement I mean just like anything that's worth doing is right I mean you want to you know get in really great shape or you want to you know build a business or do anything right I mean if I want a beautifully manicured lawn, I don't just do it one time. I don't mow the lawn once and plant the things once and weed once. I have to maintain it over time. And so there is some hard work, some hard leveling. And I think the hustle mindset and I think that, you know, the momentum, it's absolutely necessary at points in the business. I firmly do believe that. And I love getting outside and doing a hard day's work of yard work. Like it just nothing lights up my soul like that. I can like empty my brain. But we have to create something that we can maintain over time. And so mm. all of this is really set to assess the business at several different levels, assess your involvement at several different levels. And one quarter, you may be crushing it as the board member. You may be like, yeah, I delivered a high-level strategy. They did amazing and it was wonderful. And then the next quarter, you may be pulled down into a coach position because maybe you guys are doing something new. Maybe you're launching something and you really need a ton of you know support. So you need to support your team bunch. And so it's always a constant state of refinement. And we need to be okay with the fact that this is a maintenance, right? We don't do things once and then it just stays that way forever. We need to really be bought into the fact that we need to be intentional about the way that we are in our business. Yeah. 
Hey, agency owners, are you looking for a strategic and reliable white label partner to scale your agency business? E2M is the number one white label partner for digital agencies when it comes to website design, web development, e-commerce, SEO, and content writing. E2M is trusted by over 150 agency partners and has been providing white label services for the last 10 years. Their team has over 170 experts and is on a mission to help 500 agencies increase their revenue and profit margins with impactful white label services. Check out their transparent and flexible white label pricing at e2msolutions.com forward slash gurus. That's www.e, the number two, msolutions.com forward slash u-g-u-r-u-s. E2M is currently running a special discount for 10% off for your first three months. Check it out now. It's available for a limited time. The the yard work example, I feel like I uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day because I, you know, last year with a lot of stuff going on, I I had a company come in and start, you know, cutting the lawn, which sounds like a really simple thing. And, but I, I think like you doing the lawn, it was like, that was my time to listen to podcasts. That mm-hmm. was like my kind of zone out time, right? And, but one of the things I found was when I got really busy, and this is a good like parallel to work, is that I would start feeling guilt for not doing it. You know, like <laughs> this guy sound ridiculous, right? But like, you know, walking by the window and seeing, you know, our yard is going to yeah. look a little shabby, right? And I'm like, oh crap, I got to do that. And I'm like, I don't have mm. any time. And it was like, when that positive that I really enjoyed from doing it, like, you know, listening to podcasts or whatever. And then also when I started having having to go, well, you know, I've got less time on the weekends for this or that reason. And so instead of biking or doing the thing that I really love, I'm feeling guilty about, you know, cutting the lawn or whatever. And I think that's for me where I started to say, I got to have other people do this. And I think that if mm-hmm. you're in that place as a business owner, as an agency owner, there's probably a lot of that type of work. Maybe it's building websites. Maybe it's doing the digital marketing stuff for your clients where like in small doses or maybe when it was just you running the business, you didn't have a team and you didn't have to feed so many people. Like it was totally cool for you to be the one like in there doing the thing. But then Mm -hmm. as you start to fall behind on that, start feeling guilty about that stuff and start feeling like you're not delivering what your clients need, like that for me is always the, it's like the trigger, right? Like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I got to just let go of this. I got I to gotta have somebody else do this. Like if this is something that has to be done every week to like abide by the HOA or whatever, like, or, or for your client, right? If you got to do this every week, you got to stay on top of it. And you're somebody who's starting to work on other elements of your business or your life, then, you know, that's probably where you have to start systematizing or delegating it or getting it off your plate. Yeah, no doubt. And honestly, focusing on the day-to-day is so important and so underrated. I think a lot of us focus on the goals or the achievements or the things that we're going to reach and the summits of the peaks that we want to climb. And those are just moments. like They're just blips in time. Most of our progress comes in the day-to-day and most of our business is operated in the day-to-day, right? We close new contracts and all, even if a company is closing, you know, huge contracts really, really frequently, right? Most of the work comes in the SOPs. We're not going to close more contracts than we run SOPs ever. We won't do it. And it's really interesting, I think, how 
we always focus on the big outcomes or the big celebrations. But if we can really focus on optimizing our day to day, then we can really run a frictionless business and also enjoy a personal life that doesn't feel encroached on by all of the tasks that you have mounting on your task list, right? I think if we understand that we enjoy our work and we're really intentional about how we delegate that work internally, what resources we provide our team and what SOPs we run day in and day out, um, we can create a business that we really love and that other people really love being in. I can't tell you how many times I've met with teams who are like, we just don't understand what's expected of us or we just don't know what to do here and we need some training or whatever. And one of the best ways to keep your team happy, keep your team effective, and frankly, just keep your team, period, <laughs> is to do some of this hard work. And I know it's really, really unsexy, but the results are incredible, right? It's the same way that doing sit-ups and push-ups every day, it's totally unsexy. You get sweaty, you start to smell a little weird, and like your hair gets all matted, right? But like that's the type of stuff that allows you to perform at a high level and um, really be effective and have longevity in life. And so the same is true of, of your business. Allison, this is, uh, I love this conversation. That's why you're a three time guest on the show. Do you have time to stick around for the lightning round today? Totally. I love the lightning round. And, and we will we will cross reference your answers and uh, keep you honest in the show notes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. These can be totally different. Uh, what is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, best advice I've ever received. Ooh, I'll say a quote actually, because this one has been recently on my mind. Um, I heard a like former Navy SEAL trainer say, um, don't chase your dreams, hunt your reality. Mm. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Drinking lots of water. Can you share Is it? that wrong? <laughs> I don't I don't think there's a there's not like a I don't have like a buzzer, you know, there's no like uh, wrong I knew answer. you were gonna buzz me. No, water these days for me specifically is very, very great. I also love the timer um on my coffee machine. <laughs> that one's been a good one. To like start it or to like not have it like stay on all day? No, to start it. Okay. So like it'll be ready by the time I like haphazardly with one eye open get to the coffee machine in the morning. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you think our listeners would find valuable? Yes, an online resource. So I like Crisp. Um, it's a background noise eliminator. I have kids and dogs screaming constantly. And I'm on lovely uh, you know, shows and workshops like yours here, Brent. And honestly, it's been a lifesaver. My dog was literally barking next to me and nobody on the show heard. <laughs> really? Today? Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was before. It was like my firm endorsement of Chris. And Chris, if you're listening, I would love to be sponsored. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, what book besides your own would you recommend and why? Um, I read Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell in January. And it was fantastic. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Very nice. Well, we will link out to Dan Martell's book, Buy Back Your Time, as well as Crisp and have lots of other takeaways, nuggets, quotables over at our show notes page at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you'll see Allison's photo up at the top, click on her and you'll get all these takeaways, tips and all that good stuff uh, for you all in one place. Allison, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, totally. Head over to operationsagency.com. Um, the book will be live uh, starting on May 22nd. I'm very excited about it. Um, you can grab a copy of The Sabbatical Method. And um, I also have a fun little quiz. If you're really asking yourself, um, can my business function without me? Um, I can help you answer that question. Also available at operationsagency.com. Very cool. Well, we will also link out to operationsagency.com. 
the sabbatical method, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go take that quiz now. Uh, if you know, I wanna I wanna make sure, right? I'm sure there's some <laughs> some blind spots there. I know I probably uh, you know even on uh, vacation have been known to check in with my team on. Uh, slack, much to their chagrin. So I could probably use that quiz uh, for myself. So go check that out. Go to yougurus.com slash podcast. Find Allison's episode. Take the quiz. Follow her on social media. Check out operationsagency.com. Buy your book, you know? I mean, this is all stuff that, you know, you need to make time for this type of stuff in your business. You can't, you're not going to find the time. It's going to always feel like something else is calling your name. But I think this is the stuff that when you do it, it's going to free that time up in your business. It's going to free up your energy and it's going to be helpful for you and it's going to make your business more valuable and successful. So Allison, thanks for stopping by the program today. Thanks, Brent. I had so much fun as usual. <laughs> and that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. We've put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 Lead Gen Strategies Checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency.